2: Fellow adventurous, so we're continuing to look at all the lovely stuff that was in the 2020 Kickstarter backer back bundle. I lost the list we were going through, so maybe I'll end up missing out something, or maybe even doing some things twice. Don't think we'll do something twice, and anyway, in the previous episode, we found the mirror of frozen fates fate we looked into it and we found some people staring out at us for reasons does this mirror just eat souls or something yeah i probably should do something. if it does eat souls i should probably do something more than just look at it repeatedly should probably i I don't know uh find some wizard to, to get the people out Oh, maybe, maybe it's just, you know, just doesn't tame people. It's just, you know, like a television. It's just showing things that are far away. The people in there, they're fine. Or maybe it's just images, just images. Who knows? Who knows? Anyhow, I looked into it a few more times. And now I've discovered 13 of its secrets and I've unlocked a reward. Time to claim it. You have unlocked Level 1 Reward for the Mirror of Frozen Fate. 128 XP to General. 32 experience to all skills and powers. And 250 Gold Tokens. Congratulations on your success. As you unlock different levels, you'll receive different rewards. Now, at first, these rewards are quite puny. But the general experience is multiplied by the level of reward you get. So is the all skills and powers. So you can end up with uh, more than a more than a thousand all skills and powers. Which is a big deal. That's more than you get for finishing major sagas. And the gold also multiplied by that. So you can get... You can get tens of thousands of gold tokens, which is not to be sniffed at, even if you don't really have anything to do with all the gold. But more importantly than all that, if you keep looking, you can get permanent boosts to melee weighting, stanima points, and even adventure tokens, somehow. I guess it's magic. So it doesn't have to make sense. You could say magic. Because uh, the world of Swift doesn't have a hard magic system. Or if it does, he's never told us what the walls are. Which is probably for the best. Because that enables him to, you know, mess about. Although there does seem to be one wall to use magic... You have to have a Neville Reserve. Yes. And you have to not be a dumb. Be a total dum dumb whose mind... whose mind or in spirit are too low. But that can be fixed. Using magic, of course. Because magic can do anything. That's why it's called magic. Yeah, so there'll be... Now, there's six total of 60 levels of that, and it's going to take months to get them all. Slightly faster for people with higher level packages, because they get to look in the mirror more times a day. Okay, and you can look in it one time, one series of looks each day. I can look eight times, other people can look more, other people can look less. Eventually, you'll get everything. Ten secrets, one new reward. There are 60 rewards to unlock. And that will take a while. Especially if you, you forget and skip some days. Which you probably will, because people got stuff to do. Okay, next up, let's look at this arrow of haste. Where is it? Okay, uh, no, hmm. Alright, let's look. Arrow. Impetuous arrow of haste. I forgot the arrow was impetuous. Alright. Disenchanted wave and bow arrow. Fletched with wave and feathers. Appropriately enough, is known to known to now and again loose itself upon the enemy of its bearer, if, if that bearer has a bow. At the outset of combat, needless to say, the arrow, which quickly returns to your possession after being loosed, is the pride of any quiver, which it which it resides. Let us have a look at this ammo and examine. The enchanted wave and bow arrow, Fletched with wave and feathers, trembles slightly as you hold it in your hand. You may activate the arrow if you wish. I'm pretty sure I remember it, I remember it flying anyway. Well, it is impetuous. So sometimes it's just going to shoot people, Even if I tell it not to. Because it's impetuous. It was very impetuous. Now it is activated. So now it's going. Now, when it shoots people, it has my permission. But I don't think it really cares whether it has my permission or not, because it's so impetuous. Well, as, lo- as long as it remembers not remembers to use non-lethal force when I'm trying to subdue an enemy, that's okay. Because sometimes you don't want to kill things. Like you don't want to question them later. Or they're being mind-controlled. Or you're being soft. Or you feel, hey, you want to be able to beat them up again later. Which you can't do if they're dead. Okay, next up is the Hall of Heroes Past. Time to visit the Hall of Heroes Past. The instant your thoughts turn to the Hall of Heroes past, a soft hum slips into your left ear. Thin wisps of white mist begin to rise up from the ground at your feet, waving themselves into a dense web of churning vapours that ultimately obscures your surroundings. Seconds later, as the mist rapidly retreats, you discover you are standing in a cavernous, Fog-shrouded hall. This, this cavernous stone chamber, illuminated by a pale white light, and filled with a rolling sea of thin grey fog, is the hall of heroes past, a place out of time. The precise location of which is not known. In the centre of the hall is a gallery of statues, celebrating the most heroic but unsung adventurers. In all the vast history of Swift. By paying respect to these forgotten heroes. You will gain benefits. That will help you on your adventures. Select an augmentation for all your skills. Pass slash powers. Visit visit the statue gallery. Investigate the statue gallery. As you make your way through the statue gallery. You'll find yourself awestruck by the vast collection of masterful sculptures, arrayed in neat rows that span the centre of the mist filled hall. You can approach any of these statues to view it in detail, and to receive the magical augmentation it provides. The statues you observe through the fog include a woman drawing a bow, archery, a man holding studying a scroll, a carnia. A woman, courteously bowing, diplomacy. A man astride a gallant steed, horsemanship. Woman clutching a large tome, law. I don't. I don't think it's really been specified. What's law and what's Arcania? There's definitely some overlap between the two. Probably why you keep finding them on the same checks. A man gripping a ship's wheel. Seamanship. A woman holding up a coin purse. thievery; A man examining the ground. Woodsmanship. A woman assuming an unarmed stance. Unarmed combat. A man wielding a sword. Weaponry slashing. A woman brandishing a dagger. Weaponry stabbing. A man holding a quarterstaff. Weaponry staves. A woman wielding a hammer, weapon we bashing; a man thrusting a spear, weapon we pole arms; a woman swinging an axe, weapon we hacking; a man with eyes closed, divination; a woman with one arm thrust out, telekinesis; a man with arms crossed, fortification. A woman with both hands raised. Elementalism. A man with one fist raised. Destruction. A woman with a stoic expression. Necromancy. A man with a featureless face. Shadow magic. It also works on that. I thought, we're not really supposed to know about shadow magic. It's supposed to be secret. But admittedly, this hall is secret, so... Secret, I guess it can just hide the shadow magic guy for anyone who goes here. It's not supposed to know about shadow magic. A woman smiling with hands clasped conjuration. A man with fingers splayed restoration. A woman with teeth clenched gating. A man... With arms stretched high, investigate a large block of stone. The massive stone block, in its size engraved with seemingly endless array of arcane symbols, can be utilised to remove any augmentation currently placed on one of your skills or powers. Thick streams of grey thogs will around the enormous stone cube. Any current augmentation will be automatically removed when you obtain a new one. But you'll place your hand on the block to remove all augmentation if you desire. Yes, though, that's just an option. No real reason to do that, but it's there. Okay, which one to do? Uh, I'll take restoration. The life-size statue. Remarkable sculpture in every detail depicts a man with fingers sprayed and arms tucked in at the elbows. There's something about the man depicted by the sculpted figure that reminds you of yourself. The hand, a hand-shaped impression at the base of the statue is only slightly larger than the size of your hand. Activating this statue will augment your power of restoration. You can activate the statue by placing your hand in the impression. All right. There here we go. A swirling, f- swirling fog briefly simmers, and a ghostly scene, a vision as for the dim past, shimmers before you. The spectral scene depicts a fleeting glimpse of the unsung, forgotten heroics of a long-dead adventure. An epic whose deeds... Whose... Those deeds of self, a man, those epic deeds of selfless bravery are not enshrined in any remembered song or tale. Without warning, the vision vanishes and a strange sensation courses through you. Your power of restoration is now augmented. Yeah. right, let's walk. All right, I can come back here later. Yep, leaving the instant you entertain thoughts of leaving the hall, a soft hum reaches your ears as of the swirling fog to your right. Suddenly, the fog churning through the cavernous chamber swirls up all around you, completely obscuring your thoughts. Seconds later, as the mist rapidly retreats, you discover you're once again standing in precisely the same spot from which you entered the Hall of Heroes Past. Convenient. I mean, it could have put me anywhere, but putting me where I was, probably for the best. Because it would just be weird if it put you somewhere else. And um, exploitable, perhaps? Probably not, but who knows. All right. Now, i got control F. All right, anyway, I've got this tack. I put some new stuff on my horse. Let me just check, am I? Um, firstly, I'm gonna stop riding so I can lose any benefits I might have from riding. Is it terrific? Yes, your recent... Your recent trek on foot has left you suffering from some travel-related fatigue. Your 1 plus bonus to MR, SB and MV have been removed. Use your horse and save your feet. And also Brigman's tireless tact. Okay, my feet now ache. Time to ride a horse, because then the horse's feet will ache, and they won't ache as much, because the horse has four of them, and they're bigger, and they have horseshoes, which I presume help with that stuff. Yes, okay. Let's, hello Stormgate. I uh, some. Even you I some, even though I, tra- I travelled through time and space, you're still with me. Wide dismount? Alright, now let's travel to, I don't know, uh, Talonus. Alright, thanks to the faithful sure service of your charger Stormgauge, you're not suffering any travel-related fatigue. A plus three bonus is applied to your MR, SP and Neville Reserve and it's greater because of Brigman's tireless tact which somehow, which I guess means the, the widening ho- the horse isn't dust you know, not achy for my feet, but actively comfortable somehow I don't know, maybe it's a really nice cushion anyway, who knows, it just works it just works, it just works Put things round, horses, nose, so on, so on. Okay, next up is the Shadow Merchant. Who, like all the best merchants, follows you around every, all the best mysterious merchants, is always nearby, and never, is, just turns up, out of nowhere. Summon the Shadow Merchant. The instant you entertain the notion of selling one of your possessions, an eerie feeling passes over you, filling you with an inexplicable sense of dread. As your unease begins to wane, you turn to find a rotted rotted wooden door, hovering less than an inch above the ground, attached to nothing. With only the slightest hesitation, you open the floating door and step through it, to the otherworldly shop of the Shadow Merchant. You're in a small, largely empty stone chamber lit by a pair of lanterns hanging from iron pegs on the opposite wall. Standing behind an empty wooden table is a silent, hooded figure garbled in a curious mix of soft leather armour and black cloth. The Shadow Merchant. Yet this... The infamous purchase or objects rare and costly nods at you, but, as you would expect, says nothing. Well, you won't be the shadow of anything if you keep keep glabbing your mouth. You lose the mystique, so you can sell things here. Some th- things, some of them, for a lot of money, like wound skins wing for fifty thousand gold, and a lot of the stuff I got in the package. The sixty thousand for the wings of command. Yeah. all oh, or oh, oh the I could cause with band for six thousand three hundred. Lots and lots of money. Yeah, missile mistletoe stuff that I got a few years back for a Christmas event. That says for a bit. Yep, yeah. more stuff, more stuff. Yep, yeah. yeah. If you want a lot of money. You can sell stuff here. Not like the Pendant of Rain. And also, some stuff doesn't sell for that much. For reasons. Yes. I mean, a lot of that stuff is worth... Apparently its value is hundreds of thousands, but he sells what he sells. He's got... Well, you, you get a lot more from him... Than you get from anyone else, which is the whole point of it. Converse with the Shadow Merchant. The Shadow Merchant, arms folded, simply lops lots in response to your attempts at conversation. An eerie feeling suddenly passes over you, and you abandon the attempt at engagement. Well, of course, he's gotta be all mysterious. Or she, or it, or whatever. Yeah. All uh, right, let's let's leave this shop. You turn around and again find yourself face to face with the watted floating door. After glancing back at the shadow merchant one last time, you pull open the door and step through it, returning to the spice spot from which you arrived only a short while ago. All right, now there's this wall chest to have a look at. It's somewhere in the blue door. Zadok's War Chest. This iron and waven bone chest, shaped to resemble a massive clawed hand, is Zadarok's War Chest. A magical container that contains various implements of battle, once part of the Mad Overlord's vast arsenal. The chest will contain a new, random set of items, weapons, and pieces of armor each day. Only a single item can be removed from the chest at any one time. Any items you've previously taken from the chest will be removed from your inventory when you take a new item. Well, let's have a look inside. Open the chest. The cavernous interior of the war chest contains four items. Invisible Lurking spirit of Zadowoc looks on with profound displeasure as you pursue peruse his four possessions. There's the Warcry Hammer. 30 millionaire waiting, 6 if not equipped, 5 standoff points, 1 if not equipped. This fearsome hammer, its massive head bearing the engraved insignia of Zadowoc two cross swords above a jagged mountain peak, was once wielded by the infamous Norodian warlord. The sword past of this savage instrument of battle is best left to the magical weapon. This weapon is best left to the imagination. This weapon is of magical quality. The Death Whale Mace. A Trang 40 MR6, if not equipped, Eight standard points, two if not equipped. Triangular formation of six skulls is etched along the thick iron haft of this formidable mace. This weapon once belonged to Zadowak, an infamous warlord of Nardor. Zadawok's insignia, a pair of swords crossed above a jagged mountain peak, is engraved on the maces' broad triangular head. It's magical quality. Alright, the Blood Law Hammer. 45 MR. It also has the power of Death Whale, which is presumably something. Some more extra damage, presumably. 8 stamina points, 2 if not equipped. The black steel head of this warhammer is engraved with a scene that depicts a hammer-wielding warrior killing a strange two-headed creature. The hammer is once the property of Zardowak, the infamous warlord of Nadia. Four glittering rubies are embedded in the weapon's thick, oaken haft. And it's got its insignia, it's etched onto one side of the hammer's large steel head. All right, then the boots of Cursed Mist. Eight melee waiting, two if not equipped. Fourteen stamina points, three if not equipped. These boots once belonged to Naderwak, the famous warlord of Nadia. And, well, that, that's it. I'm going to take the Bloodlaw Hammer. All the passive boosts. Uh, you may choose to take one item from the chest, and if previous any items you've previously taken from the chest will remove from your inventory. The weapons from the war chest add a portion of their bonus just stats. even if they're not equipped. I shall take the Blood Lore Hammer then to boost my stats. Because it's all about boosting your stats. There we are. And my stats are now boosted. Now I can close the war chest and I get another four different items tomorrow. But I'm satisfied with this. Yep. Yep. Close the chest. Step away from the war chest. Okay. Next up is the imp coin. Yes, yes. Oh, it's nice to have an imp to help you out. You grip the square bronze coin between your fingers and wince as the staring heat suddenly emerges from within the token, becoming almost too hot to hold. Much to your relief, the sensation rapidly fades the curious coin becomes nearly ice-cold. Nothing appears to have happened. Almost nothing. Suddenly! Well, well, well. Look what's finally decided to show up. The wasping, sinister voice fills you with the dread and turn to find yourself staring at a strange, wingy creature standing just a few feet away. The somewhat grotesque being... No more than a foot and a half tall, its lengthy tail flickering back and forth, leers at you, its fangs bared and its luminous, bulbous eyes following you every move. The creature, clearly an imp, grins as it appears to look you over from head to tail. Well, what of it? asked the creature. Do you like what you see? You should! The first thing you notice about the imp is the bright hue of its leathery skin, which is a brilliant shade of. I can choose the colour. It could be blue, red, purple, green, grey, golden, silver, or orange. Hmm. What colour should my imp be? Yeah. Now, I want it to go with my. What colour did I choose for my. My cape, the cloak of the wanderer is green, so I'll make, I'll make my imp match my cloak of the wanderer. There. You're next struck by the green imp's bat like wings, which are a vivid hue of crimson, ebony, emerald, azure, sapphire, or ruby. Yeah, yes, the fancy colours. Hmm, ebony. Yes, having heard the green ebony-winged imp speak several times, he confidently deduced the creature is male or female. Um, um, female. The green imp flexes her ebony wings and sniffs. Please continue. The ebony-winged imp, her sparkling eyes fi- flitting about the womb, you with a look of derision. Well, then, what's all this about? She asks. Introduce yourself to the imp, of course. You introduce yourself to the ebony winged imp, who seems utterly disinterested in polite formality. I wager you thought that would impress me, she says. Well, I can tell you straight off that it doesn't. The ebony winged imp's her spark are... Sparkling eyes fitting about the chamber glances at you with an expression of annoyance. So, what's all this supposed to be about? She asks. Got two options inquire about the imp's name or introduce myself to the imp. Uh, I've already introduced myself, but I'll try it again. Maybe you get introduced to the imp who merely rolls her eyes in response. Now you're repeating yourself. I thought it might come to this, she says, frowning. Okay, inquire about the imp's name now. She's probably gonna get really angry if I introduce myself for a third time. The imp shrugs upon hearing your inquiry, probably replies She has no name. Never known one my never known one of my kind have a name, she says. Perhaps you could give me one. I'm sure that your grand intellect. You can come up with something suitable. Well, let's hear it. Taken aback by the sudden request. You wholly attempt to determine a name for the winging creature. Or I could create a custom name. Or view a list of name suggestions. Yes. You quickly think up a short list of names. You might... Feel might be suitable for the imp. Then, under the ne- leering le- gaze of the winged creature, you reveal one of the names. So it could be Drynana, Alfluini, Viperia, Ilapthilia, Phalia. Okay, I'm going to go for Viperia because that's the one I know how to pronounce. Reveal Viperia. Viperia. Repeats the imp as she grinds her teeth. That's not altogether that bad. Don't suppose you have any more ideas, do you? Stick with the name you've chosen. View another list of name suggestions. Or create a different custom name. Which could presumably be anything I want it to be. It could even be, hey, you. But that would be quite rude. You a list another list of name suggestions. Oh, it's it's odd. Hmm. Oh, odd. Oh, 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 I thought I thought there'd be a random list, but it's the same ones again. Now, if I create a custom name. So you think up a suitable name for the imp? Must be between three and twelve characters in length. Le- letters only. Spaces and special characters are not allowed. Now let's go to Name suggestions she can be Viperia. Stick with the name you've chosen. After making c- it clear to the imp that Viperia is the name you've chosen, you're not going to change your mind. The creature sighs and throws up her hands. What am I to do? It doesn't matter to me anyhow, she says. So I'll be called Viperia. Well then, so be it. Actually, it's got a nice wing to it, yes. I think I might actually come to like it. Just a small bit mind. Maybe I'll call you Viperia as well. Good for the goose, as they say. Suddenly a look a look of horror crosses Viperia's face and the green imp angrily glashes. Gashes the teeth, you have to do without me for the least bit she says, of something that requires my immediate and complete attention. Thanks for the name, whatever else you've supposedly done. Remember, should you ever need my help, and which I hope I you won't, I might decide to make an appearance. With that, the ebony winged imp flashes you a sinister grin before vanishing into thin air. Viperia, the ebony winged imp, is gone, but remains within reach of your call. To summon Viperia, you need only click the summon imp imp link in your stats pane located above above the mounts link you can call upon the imp by viewing the imp coin in your inventory just remember the help provided by the imp might not always be the sort of help you're looking for okay you know what I'm gonna show off what this imp can do let's go to my residence because that I've got, got some, little safe adventures to do there. Residence. Return to Larkstone House. Use the function upgrades. Let's go and see the Halgrim. That's got a bit of everything. Spar with the Halgrim. We've seen this before. You step towards the Halgrim, blah, blah, blah. We saw that when we, sh- I sh- in the episode where I showed off all the stuff in my massive house. Now, can my imp help out? Summon Viperia. Yes. The imp coin trembles and, s- and becomes uncomfortably warm in your head as time begins to sell. To show, the imp appears out of thin air, surrounded by a sparkling green mist. Well, well, quits Viperia. Gone and found a fight? How predictable. The imp spits, knits, and throws up her clawed hands. I'm not so sure that you need my help with this fight, she says. But I can do what I can to create distraction for a bit. You can ask for no combat help or dismiss Viperia. That is, leave her just to do the fighting. Dismiss Viperia. The ebony-winged imp smirks and nods. Of course, she says, saluting you the quick way. Well then, some other time. With well, that, Viperia cl- vanishes in a cloud of green sparkles. All right, what happens here? Here's the. Has it helped? I don't know. Okay, mate. Uh, let's see. Is the imp doing anything? I'm weeding through the list. Doesn't seem the imp is doing anything, but it's probably doing something, maybe. Well, it's an imp. You you can't. You don't know. Okay. Anyway, it might be doing something, or it might not. Yeah. Okay, well, I got experience for that. And now. Okay, can I summon the imp now? Okay. A Vip- Vip- Viperia appears out of thin air, surrounded by a sparkling green mist. What's the problem, she asks. You need to figure out some things for yourself, you know. Don't know why I even bother with humans. So ask for combat help, general help, or observation, observations. My observations include the fact That you seem to bother me and ask for my help at some extremely inconvenient junctures. You don't need my help here. With a curt nod and something that sounds like a muttered curse, the imp snaps her fingers and disappears in a swirling cloud of green sparkles. Yep. What if I summon her again? Alright. the scarling face of her peer appears before you, surrounded by a sparkling green mist, but abruptly vanishes. Yeah, she she she's not she's not just she's not gonna take that stuff. Alright, yeah. Yeah, I got, got a walk thrown at me. Massive Helgrim, blah 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 blah. Okay, wait, I'm gonna something, something fighting fighting a thing, rage on snarled that was in the package. Attempt to dodge the falling rock.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: You drive to your left in a be- desperate bid to dodge the massive chunk of stone. OK, Imp, help me out. The imp coin trembles and becomes uncomfortably warm in your hum as time begins to slow. Vipiria appears out of thin air, surrounded by a sparkling green mist. As for the general help, Vipiria nods as her face adopts a shrewd expression. Here we go, she chirps. I'll do all I can to help you a bit. With that, the imp vanishes in a cloud of green sparkles. Okay, and this has reduced the difficulty by 15. Used to be 75, and now it's 60. So, summoning the imp constantly for every little problem can help you out. Still pick now. Oh, but I still got a hit. Viperia. You did that on purpose, didn't you? You could have blocked that rock if you wanted to, but you didn't want to. Because you like seeing me get hit by a big rock and then you laugh and then you talk about it with all your with all your imp friends at the imp bar, bar with impunity. With impunity. Yes. Yes, now I've been impacted. All right. Okay, hit hit now the Harkon fights me. Summon Viperia. Ask Viper for no combat help? Very well if you wish. Don't blame me if you come to an um, to a bad end. With that I everything, mean, was in a right, what do I summon her again? No, nope, you can't you can't summon her twice on the same page. Does that do something? I don't know. Alright, Quickstone does some stuff. Uh, Honestly, I'm not sure what the effects are in combat, but we'll see, we'll see. Anyhow, I've got 512 experience in general for beating up my own guardian. But, you know, in a friendly way. So anyway, that's what you can do with your imp. It can help in some way with with combat it's a bit more vague with combat or it can have definite notable help you can see right there on the page when you have when you have checks okay and now the chamber of plimps all right can i go there Enter the Chamber of plinths. Here we go. The small chair chamber, locked away in all but forgotten corner of the windowless building, contains a pair of ornate stone plimps, each resting atop a carved granite base. Placing a weapon or piece of art on one of these plimps will bestow an enchantment upon the object, Increasing any bonuses implies to mille-waiting never points Standard point or never reserve it already possesses. Step up to the end wall, The wide stone plinth, perched atop its carved granite base is surrounded by a soft green glow. An elaborate engraving crosses the surface. It's just an eight slab it depicts a man wielding a sword in his gauntlet-clad hands. While fending off a legion of skeletal warriors, a small hexagon is engraved. Is etched just above the tip of the man's blade. A pulsing hum rises from the plinth. And fleeting moment, the ghostly image of a pair of gauntlets forms above the slab. Step closer to the plinth. You step up to your very edge of your plinth. Your gloom, gloom gauntlets quiver. Uh, for a brief moment, enveloped by a vivid green glow. Okay, the enchantment of clad hands has been bestowed upon your gloomford gauntlets. Two to melee waiting, two to stannera points, and two to neville reserve. Very nice. Yes, which of course makes these even more powerful. Step away from the plinth. What's happened to the sapphire plinth? The imposing stone plinth perched atop its carved granite base, surrounded by a bright blue glow. A detail in a detailed engraving across the surface of the innate slab depicts a man crushing a skull beneath the heel of one of his heavy boots. A small pentagon is etched in one of the falling blocks of the tower. Ta- falling blocks of the tower. A steady hum rises. A steady hum rises from the plinth, and for a fleeting moment, the ghostly image of a pair of boots forms above for the plinth. Step closer. Step out to the edge of the plinth. Your dragon gem war boots quiver, and for a brief moment, are by a vivid blue glow. Okay, the enchantment of clad feet has been instilled upon the dragon gem war boots. 3 melee racing, 3 stamina points. And apparently that, that will be applied to whatever boots you have on right now. So it's just more stats up. Step away from the plinth. Leave the chamber. Okay. Now, the scroll of forbidden summoning. Apparently it's not quite forbidden enough... Because I'm still doing it. Because I'm crazy! You carefully unfurl the ancient scroll and allow your eyes to wander over its weathered surface. As you begin to carefully weed around the incantation linked into the scroll, the script begins to fade before your eyes. Your hands start to tremble as a powerful surge of energy courses through the time-worn document. Suddenly, you grasp in alarm as the scroll clutched in your hand suddenly disintegrates to a fine yellow dust that that falls gently down and settles at your feet. A soft hum from somewhere nearby reaches your ears before you can fully discern the source of the unnerving sound. A swirling black portal begins to open several feet to your right. You draw yourself into a defensive stance and take several steps back from the. Glowing portal, flickering tongs of crimson fire leak out of the churning black core of the magical gate as the portal rapidly expands into its nearly ten feet in diameter. Suddenly, a short, squat man stumbles out of the inky vortex, his leather armour badly singed and his face streaks with a mix of blood and soot. Upon catching sight of you, he clumsily retrieves a red cloth bag, also quite singed, and, t- and tosses it to you. Keep that away from the portal, he cries, as you snag the bag out of the air. They're still chasing me. Gotta close the gate. A deafening bellow erupts out of the portal, and the man's face gone goes ashen. At the thought i will see those beasts again, he stammers. You keep that bag, my friend, for I bought that little burden across a vast stretch of time and space, just to deliver it to you. The man who introduces himself is none other than Jithom himself, quickly says that while you may have only just read the scroll that opened the portable, you've been moving towards the gate for many years. Every second that passes in this world, it's nearly a year in the world in which I'm trapped. Can't stay here. I have to go back. It's the only way. Jithworn, his face drawn and his body drawn, his trembling limbs betraying a colossal weariness, both mind and body turns and smiles weakly. You may yet have to face the three. He says, his voice quivering, but it won't be here and now. Tell the sages that lives. at lives, for at least a little while longer. Protect the cube! With his final words still ringing in your ears, the ancient adventurer of legend hurls himself into the portal's churning core and promptly vanishes into the inky abyss. Weaving arcs of crimson flame leap out of the magical gate, several of them nearly striking you before was receding only a split second before the portal silently closes. For several long moments, you stand at the spot above which the portal hovered, wondering if it will reopen, and fearful of the fate of Jethro. Alas convinced, the magical gate is not about to reappear. You open the cloth back, and discover it contains a solid wood cube, almost as large as your hand. Jithrim's cube. Let's look at it. You may examine the cube at the windowless building with a blue door, or at your residence. This solid wood cube, almost too large to fit in your hand, is a legendary artefact named after the adventure of Jithram, who discovered it, and subsequent, sub, subsequently would perish because of it. Or did he? The cube is constructed from three interlocking wooden pieces, and can be disassembled and reassembled up to three times each day provide a random session of three simultaneous benefits the instant you remove the cube from the bag a snarl snarl behind sends your pulse racing you spin around and behold three large vaguely humanoid shadows drifting near moving slowly towards the place over which the portal closed only moments ago shadows float by, the largest among them Its flowing arms like a pair of weaving serpents suddenly reaches out towards you. Instinctively, you twist to the right, just in time to avoid the shadow's grasp. Much to relief, the trio of gloom continues past you and fades from view. View within a matter of seconds, unbeknownst to you. Your first encounter with the sinister shadows will not be your last. You now possess both Geoffrey's Cube and the knowledge that the ancient adventurer for whom the artifact is named is somewhere, somehow, still alive. Something told you. You will likely again cross paths with the discoverer of the cube. Be sure to have a look at Geoffrey's Cube in your inventory, and I have. You can examine the cube at your windowless building with a blue door or at your residence. Don't let down your guard. The shadows floated past you forever be seeking the cube when and when they will choose to make their move remains a mystery alright let's look at the cube solid world cube cube constructed from in three interlocking peaches is named after the adventurer who discovered it and supposedly and supposedly perished because of it who do you now know better the cube provides its bearer the set to three benefits. It can be dis- disassembled and reassembled up to three times each day to when you reveal a new trio of bonuses. It's not no bonuses yet. Let's examine it. Realizing it's been a while since you disassembled and reassembled the cube, you quickly set about doing just that, eager to see what new benefits it might unlock. Clack, 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 click, snap, wattle. At length, having been stumped more than once during the reassembly phases, you manage to take the cube completely apart and piece it back together a total of three times, revealing three new sets of bonuses. And here they are. Current bonus, none. You may select one of the available bonus sets detailed below. The available bonus sets will randomly change each day. It's possible for one or more the available bonus sets to be the same as your selected set. Alright, 1 3 melee rating, 3 standard points, hidden effect. 2 1 melee rating, 3 standard points, 3 effect. And number 3 1 melee rating, 5 standard points, 1 level reserve, and a hidden effect. I'll take number 3. Jeffrey's Cube is now provided with the following set of bonuses. And that is that. Now, when will we see any more of those shadows in Jefferyn? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, last thing on my list, apparently. Not his list, I mean. All of Inspiration, Deck of All, Mirror of Frozen Fate. Yeah, well, we've seen all of those. Can I go fishing? Go fishing. All right, I'm just going to pause. If some, if we find something good, I'll unpause. Nope, all I found were little lumps of stuff that gave me a little bit of XP. That's no fun. There are, there is more stuff, but I'm just not finding it. Okay. Anyway, now saving the game again. Apparently. All right, now, let's check out this deck of ore. Draw from the deck of ore. All right, here we are. Sets of four cards. I get 12 draws. Spear of Adept Delusion, 2NV. Icon of Adept Detection, 2NV. Test of Tenacity, 1SP. Crystal of Truth. There's the next one. Yep, hourglass class of adept concealment, two SP, Braces of Greed, one SP, Tablet of Levitation invitation 1 V Circle of Comprehension That's one N V again And okay I'm just this is gonna last one. Sheath of Majestic Dueling five N Nival Five MR Dice of Immortality One SP Not a lot of immortality then Scale Armor of Concealment, 1SP. Cornet of Grand Rancor, 4NR. And yeah, that's all the westerns are pretty much like that. I mean, you can get some crazy bonuses if you have... If you combine two of the... If the Rarity and Quality... Descriptions match up properly, like Majestic, Polder of Majestic Insanity, 5 NMR. And uh, here's number 6. Where I've Comprehension. No, no, no good there. This is on the character I've already drawn a lot with, so. Uncommon Medallion of Majestic Secrets, 10 NV. It gets pretty crazy because. The bonuses multiply. So uncommon times by 2, majestic times by 5, so you get 10 NV. You can get a lot better than that. Mythic contraction of regeneration, 6 SB. Mythic's good, but we can get better than that if it's mythic and something else and Jewel of Greater Contemplation, 6NV, and Common Emblem of Grand Frost, 8SP. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm just, that's enough of that. I'm just going to pause while I finish them off. Uh, the deck contains 2,374,050 unique cards. Fortunately, it's magic, so it's not really, really heavy. And you can get some and the cards boost your stats. Uh, this character I've been drawing for a while. has got them up to twenty-one MR, twenty-five SP, twenty NV. Can get higher than that if you're really lucky. But I'm not really lucky. I'm just regular lucky. All right. Uh, no, nothing think that's it I think that's I think we have now looked at everything that was in the back of bundle and so anyway and that will be it for this episode sort of en- ended on a bit of a anticlimax but oh well anyway ne- okay next episode will be actual you know stuff And I'm pretty sure I'll also be doing something special for the 400th episode. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.